Hey everyone, my name is Chris. Welcome to Chris Talks, where I talk to people who inspire me and I feel would inspire others. What's happening, guys? So this week on Chris Talks, I am actually getting interviewed myself. Because you guys don't know a lot about me. So pretty much this interview is about the things that I do, the things that I struggle with, my creative outlets like photography, video, everything about those different things and how I got started and where am I now and how I'm doing these things. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast because I really enjoyed making it. See you in a bit. Did you start talking? Yeah. I didn't know if I just went to the questions or I what. Just Welcome back, guys. So clearly, <laughs> I'm being interviewed. The artist formerly known as Sanchez. Wow, okay. I'm being interviewed because a lot of people don't know what I do and how I got into doing these type of things that I do. So, my lovely girlfriend is <laughs> going to be asking me a few questions so you guys can get to know me a little better. Okay, cool. Alright. <laughs> so my first question for you is what made you get into photography? How did I get into photography? Um I've always liked cool pictures since I was young. What got me into photography is I think in college saw this really cool photo and I was just like, I wanna learn how to do that. And I just spent my entire time learning on how to do, like, I don't know if you ever seen them before. They're like light streaks, mm -hmm. like a long exposure photo. And I was just like, I want to learn how to do that. And I was just trying to figure out ways on how to do that with my phone. And then I finally figured out, oh, you're not supposed to do it with your phone. You're supposed to do it with a camera. Okay, that's cool. So why photography as opposed to any other art form? Uh, <laughs> all right um why photography because um and i was never good at drawing i was never good at painting i always felt like i didn't know what i was doing mm -hmm. when i looked at other those at any of those things like i wasn't good at any of that and i wasn't good at being creative at those things Mm -hmm. And then when I picked up photography, I was like, oh, I like doing this. And then slowly but surely, like, I progressed. I got better. I enjoyed doing it. And as I enjoyed, like, because I enjoyed doing it, I kept on doing it. And, <laughs> oh, man, this is so weird. Oh, my God. How is it weird? What do you mean, how is this weird? How is it weird? Because it's like, ugh. I don't know how to, like, explain some of these things. And then, I don't know, like, how... Wait, what was the question again? Why photography as opposed to... To other art forms? So, like, again, like, I wasn't into... Like, I couldn't draw, I couldn't paint. What what other art forms are there, like? Yeah, writing, but, like... I mean, I was good at writing. It's just I didn't like it when people criticized my writing. I don't like it when my teacher... Corrects so my grammar. Are you okay with people criticizing your photography? Oh, yeah. I'm fine okay. with that. I just don't like it. 
Like, if I'm writing an essay and I write an essay about, like, a book that I read or anything like that, or I just make up a whole entire story about, like, whatever, I just don't like it when my teachers criticize my, like, my handwriting. I don't like it when my teacher criticizes, oh, you need to put this here, put this here. And I just don't want that because there's a reason why I did it this way. Okay. So, I don't like, like, I would write more. But I well, just I mean, don't... you have you have people like E. Cummings, and he didn't follow like the status quo. He would put like words backwards, and he would hide like words inside of poems, and he would write in broken sentences (parentheses). Mm-hmm. So that didn't stop him. I don't know. I just I can't. I wouldn't want to write anymore. Mm-hmm. Cause this is gonna sound so weird. I say this all the time too, but. I wrote, like, a fan fiction that actually became true. <laughs> and, like, uh, I, you wouldn't know this, but in Pokemon X and Y, they mm-hmm. had a story. And the story's pretty much... There was, like, a giant Pokemon war between, like, the two Pokemon and then... What do you call it? They went into, like, hibernation, everything like that. And I remember beforehand, before that game came out, I wrote a whole fan fiction... But not involving that. It was like a Pokemon war and mm-hmm. like how certain trainers had certain legendary Pokemon and they went out to an all out war. And that was like my origin story for like Lugia and Hoho. And it's just crazy because like it didn't turn out like exactly how I wanted it. But it was like, oh shit, they used the Pokemon war and I wrote a story about that. So it's not that you're opposed to other art forms, you're just most comfortable with photography. I mean, I never, I wrote it, (laughs) yes, I am more comfortable with photography. Okay. So, when did you first start to get really serious about photography? Like, Like, when did I decide to make it into, like, a business? Yes, like, when did you decide to, like, start up, like, an Instagram page, a Facebook page, and start really talking about your photography and, like, like, posting consistently? Versus just, like, shooting and, like, like, oh, that was a nice shot. Oh, no, no. And follow away. The way how I did it back then was, uh, at least on my main Facebook, like, my personal Facebook Mm -hmm. page and my personal Instagram, I would just post and, like, just do whatever. And then sooner or later, like, some of my friends would be like, oh, you're really good at this. Mm -hmm. Can you take my photos? And I'd be like, okay, sure. This is, like, I I don't plan on, like, Mm -hmm. doing anything else. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I was like, oh, maybe I should, like, make a dedicated page for this. Because, mm-hmm. like, on my personal, I would post, like, selfies and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And it didn't follow the theme. And people would, like, unfollow or, like, like you shouldn't care about people unfollowing you or anything like that mm-hmm. on like, social media. But it was just, like, I'm not setting the certain theme. So let me just make another page and make that, like, my central photography page. And that's what all it's going to be about, photography. So that's when I, like, wanted to change everything for, like, my Instagram, at mm-hmm. least. And then for Facebook, I just have the page there because it's just, like, if you limit yourself in marketing, at least, mm-hmm. you're losing out on, like, a shared audience. So, like, if I say I don't like Facebook because I don't get a lot of likes on Facebook, but I should still consistently post on Facebook just because I'm missing out on an audience on Facebook. So if, like, let's say there's other, like, I should, like, me as a person, a business owner, I shouldn't, like, limit myself audience-wise because 
if you limit yourself, thank you. Okay. If you limit yourself, you're losing out on the audience. And I hate it when people say that. Like, just because your own personal preference is you don't like Facebook, someone else's personal preference is they like Facebook. And then they're not going to be able to see your stuff because you're no longer on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So when did you second, when did you decide to dedicate the pages? Like, I need when time frame, decide? a year, something. I don't have a time frame. I'm just saying when I started doing it more seriously was when I turned 25. Okay. When I was 25, like from, let's say from 23 to 25, that's when I was just doing it, learning everything, figuring everything out. From 23 to 25 and then 25, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this more serious. I'm going to make a business out of this and whatever happens, happens. Got it. So you talked a little bit about how like when you were in college, you saw a picture and you really wanted to recreate that. And you said that you were kind of trying to teach yourself how to do it. Was it self-taught? Or did you actually take courses in college while you were at college I to study this? I did not study anything at college. Okay. Photography, I learned off of YouTube. And that is like the be-all, end-all of everything. Okay. You can learn, you can literally learn anything you want in the world on YouTube. That is, inf- like the like, if you ever want to be told, like, you have all the information in the world in your hands right now on your phone and you want to figure something out, you have YouTube and you have Google and they will tell you and step by step, someone will guide you on how to do these things. And like, that's how I learned photography. Okay. So what would you consider your style? Um, my style, uh... That's a hard one. Like, I, I don't even know what I would consider my style. Mm-hmm. I I know what type of edits I like. Mm-hmm. And it's like like this teal blue or like this uh, neon blue, I guess you can say, and grays. Those are like the type of colors I like mm-hmm. to edit. There's no specific style I have because... I guess you can say on my portraits, I have a specific style mm-hmm. because on my portraits, I like having this. This is sounds this sounds so weird to me, but I like having things in front of the person. Mm-hmm. I like having the person holding something that means something to them. And, and I take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. And like to give an example of that, um, previously, I had done a photo shoot with one of my friends and he was wearing like his Yeezys and like his Hypebeat clothing and I was like just put your sneaker in front of my camera mm-hmm. and I thought the photo looked great he felt it was alright but he liked the other photos that I did but that was like my favorite photo mm-hmm. and like that's my portrait style like if you have a hand tattoo and whatever your hand tattoo says and if it means so much to you if it means a lot to you I just want you to put that in front of my camera I want everything else blurred out like I like I want it to be that I can see you, but I want it like your your picture like whatever is that that object or whatever you want in the picture, mm-hmm. I want that in focus and everything else is blown out, and I guess you can say that's my portrait style. I don't really have like anything else. My, like that's what I really enjoy when I make portraits because I feel like that's some like it, it sounds weird saying it out loud, but. 
it feels like that's a moment that I captured that only me and that person can ever have and mm-hmm. no one else can ever take that moment or that picture from us like you can try to recreate that mm-hmm. you can try to do what you want to that picture but you can never do that moment again the way how we did it that makes sense <laughs> so what inspires you to shoot what inspires me to shoot um what exactly do you mean like what gets me motivated to go out and shoot more? Mm-hmm. Uh, or not even like what gets you motivated to go out and shoot more? Like what, like, not in game. That's not the word I'm looking for. But like, I guess like at the end of the day, what like keeps you, like keeps you wanting to shoot, keeps you be like, okay, I could always be better or I could always shoot this differently. I've already, I've already done this shot, but let me recreate it to see like what can I improve on like what inspires you to constantly like want to go out there and pretty much put yourself out there and put your art out there to people uh you gave me a little quite a few things there but all right something that makes me go out is I want to create something so it can help inspire someone else so if I create a picture and someone says, oh my God, wow, how did you do that? Mm-hmm. That keeps me motivated to want to make something else more. So like, I remember I did this one picture where I did a photo. It was like in a train station. Like I had a whole theme for it. It was based around me and it was called Christopher Street. Mm-hmm. And pretty much I took a whole bunch of pictures in Christopher Street. But the one picture that I did was I did a clone shot of myself. Mm -hmm. So I did one of me sitting like on the bench, the other one standing up on the bench and the other one doing like a random pose on the bench. Mm -hmm. And then one of my friends was like, yo, that photo is insane. How did you do that? And I was just like, yo, it's really easy. It's not Mm -hmm. that hard. And then he was like, yo, that's really cool. Like, can you do that for me? And I was just like, sure Mm -hmm. and like that's something that keeps me inspired and wanting to go to shoot and create something more because there's always something else you can learn how to do and once you learn like you can never learn everything in the world and like again you can't learn everything in the world let's figure dr strange huh let's figure dr strange nope he has he has a gift of the time like he can constantly see the outcomes i mean we're not gonna get into that because according saying, according to Marvel, he saw the outcome for what is it in in Infinity War, Infinity War, and what is it? The outcome is Thanos technically won. That's why he said we're in the end game because he knew the stuff that had we taken. But he doesn't know everything. He had to look into the future to see everything. But that makes him conscious of everything. But back back to the subject. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to shoot. I mean, you can know everything, but you won't be a master of everything. What is, uh, uh, there's this one called Dem. It's, you're a master, you're a jack of all trades, but a master of none. There you go. And it's just like, okay, you're good at doing all of these things, but do you know what you're specifically good at? What are you passionate about? What are you happy about? And... What's the second half of the question again? Because I, I just, know I had a was, different answer. It was just what inspires you to shoot. And you asked me what does that mean. That kind of gave me different runoffs of what inspires different people. And I was like, what does that be inspiring other people? Learning more about it. And like kind of like 
So, like, <clears throat> I guess you can say I want to inspire people. I also want to get better. And then I also want, like, I like the satisfaction of people asking me, mm-hmm. how did you do something like that? And actually teaching other people on how to do these things. Okay. Um, so do you ever have to force yourself to shoot? Uh, yes. And it's the worst thing, but that's what separates someone who is an amateur to a professional. Mm-hmm. Is you just go out and shoot. Even on the days you don't feel like shooting, you shoot. And that's something I struggle with video at least. And it... It really sucks that I struggle doing that with video because I enjoy doing video. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'll just do little bullshit, little videos on my phone, or like I'll take photos with my phone. Like mm-hmm. the like the greatest fo- the greatest thing you have in your pocket is your phone, at least creative wise, because you can do a lot with your phone, especially nowadays. Especially if you have like at least an iPhone eight and above, you can do a lot especially photo and video wise and there's no reason why you shouldn't be doing anything Mm -hmm. unless you're trying to get like a specific shot that you need your camera with but other than that like your phone is really good at least to a certain point so some type of inspiration who inspires you who inspires me Mm mm-hmm it could be professionals in your field or just like everyday people. It doesn't te- like I think sometimes people hear the word of who inspires you when you're talking about like their craft and they think it has to be someone in their craft and it doesn't. Um people who inspire me. Mhm. Uh I don't have specific people who, like, I'm going to say inspire me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say whoever is doing their thing and doing what they love. Like, um, I can say the last person, uh, the last person who, one of the people who I've had on my podcast, his name is, uh, his Instagram is Young Table Tennis, but his name is Eric. He, he inspires me because... He does comedy and he like he he fits his comedy everywhere, like even with his son. Mm-hmm. And I guess you can say he inspires me. Uh, I have a friend named Kelvin. He's been on here before. Mm-hmm. He inspires me. My girlfriend inspires me. Like it's just it's more of like I don't have. If you're asking me if like I look up to someone specifically, but if it's like. Who inspires me is just whenever I see somebody's work, I'm just like, oh, that's really cool. Like on YouTube, there's like a couple of YouTubers who I like who inspire me. And like you can say Peter McKinnon. Uh, I don't know if anybody else knows this, these guys, but it's like Creative Ryan, uh, YC Imaging. Like those guys, like when I see some of their videos, I'm like, I get inspired from watching their videos. That makes me want to do more. So like. It's a it's a lot of people, and then I have like other friends who I also want to have on here, but um, they inspire me also. Like, 
I have other photographer friends who like are doing their things mm -hmm. and they also inspire me. So like inspiration just comes from wherever and like when people just doing something and I genuinely like it, that's inspiring to me. Interesting. If yeah. you want to know like someone who I look up to, well, that was the follow up. Yes, that was the follow up. Okay, people who I look up to. Uh, I don't really look up to them anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, um, people who I just genuinely like, and I like their whole thing. Uh, there's this one YouTuber I said him previously, but. His name is Creative Ryan. He makes music videos. Mm -hmm. He's from Atlanta. Great guy. Awesome. I love his videos. I love, like, it's him. And then there's one other person. And it sucks because, they, like, they're literally at the top of my mind. But ah, I just, it just, I just don't know. But Creative Ryan, I just genuinely like his work. I like what he does. I like, like, if I was to look up to someone, it would be him. And, like, he's just great. And he, I don't know, I, I, I tend to do this whenever I talk about something or someone who I genuinely like. I just can't explain it. Mm -hmm. And I just, uh, it's just great. It's just great stuff. And <laughs> he's great. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't answer your question. Oh. And we get it. He's great. Like, all right. He he said, like, all right, this is something that I really like that he said in, like, one of his Instagram lives. And it's weird because I usually don't watch Instagram lives. But when it comes to him and he goes on Instagram live, I, I watch it. I to publish it. Really? Like, yeah. So then I can skip ahead if, like... It's like if they go off top and like this irrelevant to what I was listening for, and I can just go do do skip to the head. Really? Yeah. Nah, I listen to the whole thing because again, like I told you, like I genuinely like this guy's work, and what he says doesn't guide me. Oh, his stuff doesn't like he doesn't guide me wrong. I feel like he's guiding me in the right way. The next, the other person who I genuinely like and I love his podcast, Matt Diavella. And he's great. He does this whole great. minimalism thing. And he's just fantastic. He does make make great life videos. And great podcasts. Great. Just, you know what I'm saying? Like, stupendous. <laughs> like, it's an adjective that you didn't get. Nah, he is, can't even give. It's just great stuff. Like, great. Like, great, great. <laughs> Oh man! All right, all right. I'm gonna try to break it down. I'm gonna do a great counter every time you do a podcast. <laughs> every time the answer says great, take a shot. <laughs> okay, Matt Diavella. The reason that I like him, his podcast usually gives you value, a lot of value on many things, and it helps you as a creative or anyone else. Like, yo, shout outs to that guy. But. He, 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 his podcast gives you, like, things that you need in your life that you can fix. And, like, he doesn't force you to do anything. He's just happy that you're listening and he can help you. That's it. And He's great. <laughs> and then he does, like, 
he does the he records his podcast and he makes a video of it and then he also makes little videos and he tells you things about certain things in life like why he does minimalism how he doesn't force people to do minimalism like his wife like his wife he doesn't force her to do minimalism but there's certain things that he does like uh he made a video i think it was like a week ago and he said like when we go on vacation damn here we go again i'm saying like again he goes on vacation and he tells us about how to stay fit on vacation because usually when you're at home you don't do your workouts you don't do like you when you're at home sorry you when you're at home you do your workouts but when you go on vacation you don't do your workouts you don't eat healthy so he vacation. right but why should you stop not being healthy what? and then when you go on vacation you're going to build up the, you're going to have those habits and then when you come back you're going to continue those habits not everyone will but he's giving you tips on, on how, how to do it on yeah, how to understand. stay healthy so like that's why I like his videos and then creative ryan again he's a creator he's a person who does music videos i like his style I like his work and i feel like he gives great advice on certain things <laughs> what just they're great <laughs> all right they're great uh we got that they are very great i mean i just like if I had the money for it, I would give Matt Diavella, like, I would sign up for his Patreon and, like, just mm. give him money. I mean, he's giving me something back, but yes. I would give him money. And then I bought Creative Ryan merch. And, like, I bought the beanie because it says creative on it. And I was just like, now I have to create stuff. Okay. So, yeah. So... What drives you to upload consistently? That's... <laughs> you know what, what sucks? Like, You've been inconsistent? I've been inconsistent <laughs> on YouTube. And I've been trying to be more consistent on Instagram. But I've been really... I've been pretty consistent with my podcast. Mm -hmm. Until like the past two weeks where I apologize to my listeners about... Uh, not posting mm -hmm. and I'm trying to hold myself accountable but what drives me to uh or it, what I guess because now we just talked about your inconsistency what makes you want to be more consistent and follow up and be more thorough um just that's more of a proper question for all right. the situation <laughs> you're in I know <laughs> I know I shouldn't care about the numbers but the thing is I care about the numbers Everyone and I numbers. love seeing when the numbers go up and that is just like the greatest thing to me once I see those numbers go up I'm like oh man people were actually listening I, I gotta post another one I gotta do something better I have to do this so like once I see those numbers go up I'm just like yo I have to do another one so that way I can be I can get better at this and once I start getting better at this then I can, like, I, once I get to a certain point, and, like, of course, uh, there's no point that I'm going to be, like, a master. And I can, like, do this consistently and just 
alright, I'm gonna have so-and-so, and then that's it, and then I can, I, it's gonna be a breeze, like, I know it doesn't work like that, but I wanted to get to a point where it's like, people asking me, hey, where's your latest episode at, why haven't you posted this Thursday, and like, I don't want it to be like, people become obsessed with me, but I want it to be like, hey, I really like your last episode, when are you gonna post a new one, or I want people to be expecting a new one, because they really enjoyed the last one. And again, those like I know I shouldn't care about the numbers, but the numbers, once I see those numbers go up, because I remember when I first started doing this and I had, what, three listeners at the most, and then after that, I got five, and then after that, it went up to 10, and then it just kept going after that, and I was just like, oh man. People actually clicked it or like people actually decided to listen. And that's why I keep posting consistently, at least podcast related. YouTube inconsistency is just I'm trying to make fantastic videos that I know aren't that great. And like it's funny because I'm trying to make fantastic videos when like my most popular video isn't even like a fantastic video like it's literally made within like five minutes like it's literally just me and you in a hallway in a hotel but it was informational and that, yes that and that's what, what gets yes for. people want because the early, information you said if you ever want to learn something you have google and youtube and, yeah. for, and for someone out there, you were there YouTube. Yes, I was there. <laughs> step YouTube. by step video tutorial. Yes. And like, again, once I saw that video, I was like, "Oh, I, I need to make a better tutorial. I need to give more information." And I like because of that, I can fix what I'm doing wrong. But I feel like I'm trying to do too much, and I'm trying to make the perfect video. Instead of just making the video. Because you go to the series where maybe it's like beginner's guide, intermediate, expert. I should probably do that. Because for some people, the the first step I set video to be like, oh, this is what I need. That's all I need. And you have other people who are like you like, okay, that's what I needed then. But I need to be better. How can I do this better? Mm-hmm. Okay. I probably should take notes. <laughs> Keep telling me. You know why? Because this is great stuff. <laughs> Synonyms. We're going to get you. Nope, I don't I'm gonna need. I'm going to get you at the source. That's I should just you. change all of my names to the Great, great Talks. Great Talks. The C. Sanchez. The Great Talks. That's what I should change okay. this to. So, we talked about your inspiration, what drives you. I guess we can get into, like, what gear do you use? Um, what do you primarily shoot with? How do you transport this gear? And what editing systems do you use? Okay. I'm just going to say this out there because everybody says this, and, I, and I, I know a lot of people get tired of it. Gear does not matter. None of that matters. Okay, but that wasn't the question. The question is, what gear do you use? What I use does not matter. That's the most important thing. But if people like shots that you're getting, 
the camera doesn't matter. Do people like? All right. Can specific, I give it? Can I give an example? Can sure. I give an example? All right. So, when you paint, do people come up to you and say, "What paintbrush do you use?" They because do. because they don't come up to you and say, "What paintbrush do they use?" They'd be like, "Oh, that's a great painting." But sometimes they ask me how I get certain techniques. Right, but there's a difference. Like in photography, it doesn't matter what camera you're using. It just matters what you're doing with it. Like you can, like I can teach you techniques with different cameras, but there's just like the brushes that you use. Like I can get that same texture, that same thing that you did, but I can't make the same painting that you did. Mm-hmm. So it's like no one's gonna say, "Oh, that's a great canvas you have." Mm-hmm. No one's gonna like do that if you get what I'm saying. If that makes sense. Like, no one's going to come up to a poet and be like, yo, that's a great pen you have. That's a, like, how did you get that poem? That's a great pen. Maybe I should use the same pen you use. Well, that's kind of like apples and oranges because, like, you can, painting, like, you can be like, okay, cool. So when you you go to the art store, you have level one brushes, level two, level three. Uh You have canvases, level one, level two, level three. You have, um paints at level one level two level three so like when you're talking to someone sometimes when you're talking about art they're like oh blah blah blah. like oh i like the way you did that texture and in that like yes i can get certain textures with like i use level one paints because like they're cheap they're affordable and that's what i can afford right now and it's like the technique that you use so i can make my acrylics look like oils but if someone asks me like oh i really like like the texture on that canvas. So I'm be right. I'm be like, oh, I use Liquitex Basics, which is pretty much level one for acrylic paints. But like I also I also put it on a level three canvas. So it's so when you go to like level one, level two, level three, it depends on your like are your canvases primed, not primed? Do you prime your canvas yourself? Because if you don't prime your canvas, you're gonna get a different texture than not priming your canvas. So like at the same time not my gear, but, like, the, the stuff I use doesn't matter because, like, it all depends on what my techniques are. Mm-hmm. It's still valuable information to have of, like, oh, hey, well, she puts this on a level three canvas, it's primed. That's why she was able to, like, layer it on top of layer because it's not seeping into the canvas. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean. So, like, who says, like, I know nothing about photography. I really don't. So say, some, like, you take it, you, you do a shot and someone's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, how did you get that shot? The camera you use, maybe you have on a different setting versus a camera someone else uses. But the setting, like, again, the setting doesn't matter. Like, the camera doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's all about the user and what the person sees. So you can can see a picture that I take, and you can like certain aspects of the picture, but, like, you can try to recreate it as best as possible, but the best way to do it is to create a shot that you genuinely like. It doesn't matter about the camera that you use. Like, cameras can hold you back, like, certain things, but when it comes to, like, gear, gear does not matter. And, again, that's something that I do struggle with, Mm -hmm. but... (laughs) I'm just saying, I think it's funny that you said gear doesn't matter (sighs) when... For a whole summer, we had a whole conversation about this camera that you wanted. We went back and forth on it. Right. 
So for you in that moment, Gary, it doesn't matter. So that's why I'm just asking the question because it may not matter, but people are, may still be interested on. I mean, what you use? Okay. Um, I use a Panasonic G7. That's I think a 2014 or 2015. Mm-hmm. Cost like about 500 bucks. The lenses that I use are a 12 to 35, 2.8. Um, that lens is equivalent, if you were to change it to full frame, is a 24 to 70. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be a 24 to 73.5. Mm-hmm. Um, I use a 25, again, I use a 25 millimeter. That's a, if you change it to full frame, it would be a 50 millimeter. It's a 1.7. Um, those are the two lenses. I got rid of all the other lenses I have because I just felt I don't really need anything else. Um, the reason I did that is because if I had too many lenses, I would be distracting myself from the main thing and I'd be like, oh, I have to use this lens to get this type of shot. And I was just like, there's not a lot that I'm going to be doing. If I'm going to be doing landscape shots, my 12 to 35 is good enough. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to be doing portrait shots, the 12 to 35 can do it to a certain point. And if I really want to get like the bro- the bokeh or the blur in the background, I can use the 25 millimeter. If I'm doing video, if I'm talking into the camera, the 12 to 35 is wide enough for me. And then if I want to get B-roll, I can use the 25. And... Like right now, I'm really struggling on buying a new lens and I don't want to buy the new lens and I know the reasons why I don't need the new lens, but I just want to get it just so I can say I have it. So Um, how do you transport all this equipment? uh, (laughs) Um, Well, let me say before I answer that, I also have a drone. I I had a... I have a DJI Spark and a DJI Mavic Pro. Um, I had two Sparks. I sold the one that did work, and then I have one that's broken that I'm going to fix. Um, what do I carry my stuff in? Uh, there's a bag you got me, a bad photo bag. Mm-hmm. I mostly use that bag whenever I'm going on like large trips where I have to bring all my gear and then my laptop. Uh, if I'm doing regular day trips, I have a couple of bags, depending on, like, what I decide to bring. Um, if I'm just bringing my camera, or if I'm just bringing my drone, I bring my Peak Design 5-liter bag, which I either just bring my drone, my Switch, and that's it, or I just bring my camera, and that's it. If I want to bring both, depending on, like, how the day is, I'll bring my Peak Design 10-liter bag. And then I carry both my drone and my camera in that one. Mm, yeah, that's what I usually carry everything with. Um, that's really the main thing. So yeah. What editing systems do you use? Oh yeah, you. Um, I I use. At first, I started off with iMovie. Cause I couldn't afford to get any other, I couldn't afford to get anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't play for Adobe Premiere because that was fifty dollars a month, and I'm not a student. 
so I wouldn't get the discount. And I already paid for Lightroom and Photoshop, which is ten dollars a month. Um, and then Final Cut is about three hundred bucks, and I can't afford three hundred bucks for just the editing program. So I mostly edit on iMovie, and then my friend had gotten me Final Cut, and then now I edit on Final Cut. Right, cool. So I know we talked about how gear doesn't matter, <laughs> but in a perfect world, if money was limitless, what would your dream gear be? Um, dream gear. Mhm. If money, like, if money was no option. Like right now, what I would right want. Uh, do you want me to explain in details what I would want, or? Um, I guess enough for people to understand it. Okay. Like you don't have to nitpick it, but oh, I really want this because it has this crop sensor, but it's also really crisp and da-da-da. just like, what would your dream gear be, and like, why is that different from the gear that you have? Um. Because you know, gear doesn't right. matter. I feel like. I'm very realistic when it comes to like my dream gear. Oh, you don't know. My all right. Uh, the camera that I want is the Panasonic G9. Um, the reason I want that is from all the reviews that I've been watching and everything. It has great video autofocus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still a Panasonic camera, which is a micro four thirds camera. I can still use my lenses on it. And it's, uh, what else was it? I think, I believe, from what I remember, it records 4K 60p, 60 frames per second. And if I wanted higher frame rates, it would be 120 frames at 1080, which I'm completely fine with. Uh, that camera cost about 1200 And if you want me to give you... The dream camera. That's like, not, I said dream gear. I didn't say nah, realistic nah, nah, nah. gear. I said this is realistic dream. gear. This is me being a realist, like a realist. But that's not the question. The question oh, is, man. in perfect world, dream world, I'll be a Sony boy. We already know that. I was waiting for you to say it. Nah, but I'm trying to be realistic because but that's I know that's that's not we could, we could that's all not be what real- I can afford and that's not what I plan on getting. But we could all be realistic. But if the dream gear perfect world like i that no i can't because it's just like i don't like how do i put it i'm still gonna want to be realistic and put whatever i want if money was no issue i wouldn't be in the position i am now you saying that but and i know it's a hypothetical all right, all right fine i answer it because the sony a9 because if someone asked me what would your dream car be, I would not be driving a, a Jeep Patriot. It'd be a Jeep Wrangler, mm-hmm. matte black, matte black tires, leather interior, gray piping, hard top and soft top. All right. So what's your dream realistic car that you feel like you can get? A Jeep Patriot. And See? I have it. But. <laughs> All right. I wouldn't, like, I still wouldn't want to be, like, I like, how do I explain it? The reason I'm, like, saying this is my dream gear and I'm being, like, a little more realistic about it is because, 
I wouldn't want to spend $2,000 on a camera. And I couldn't live with myself if I spent $2,000 on a camera. But if we had Kardashian money. No, I couldn't. If you had Kardashian. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine myself spending $2,000 on a camera that's not getting me more money. And, like, you can say, like, oh, if money wasn't an issue, it's just, I can't see myself doing it no matter what. And I would want to be more realistic about it and say, hey, this is the camera I would get because this is the reasons why I would get it. And, like, other people, like, I like Sony and I like some of their cameras, but until their price of their lenses and everything goes mm-hmm. down, I just can't put, picture myself saying $2,000 on a camera, $2,000 on a lens. Two th- like, I'll be spending $10,000 on, like, a, a whole set. And I just can't imagine myself doing that. But my dream drone. <laughs> That's a different story. <laughs> no, because you can't. I can imagine myself spending 1500 on a drone. Maybe even $2,000. Okay. You know why? Because that drone is going to do everything that that Sony camera can do and be in the air. So I I can imagine myself spending... I can imagine myself spending even $10,000 on a drone. Because that drone is going to do what that camera does and then more so I can do that I can imagine that um if I had to pick a dream drone I like the DJI Maverick 2 zoom Mm -hmm. that drone or like both of them the zoom and the pro Mm -hmm. 2 they're both great drones um either one of those but there's nothing like specifically I like about those drones they're just like the latest and newest drones so there's like nothing specifically that makes them like oh my god like I just haven't been like really impressed by any of the new drones to want to buy a new one because mm-hmm. I feel like the Mavic Pro is good enough and does it does what I need it to do um, maybe in like five years I'll be impressed with or like a year or two I'll be impressed with something and then I'll be like, oh my god, I need this drone. But yeah. So, how did you progress into videos and drone work? Was it a natural progression or did you feel like, oh, I feel like this is where photography is headed and I need to teach myself this? Oh, no, 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 no. Um, well, Alright, repeat the question one more time for me. Um, how did you progress into videos and drone work? All like, right. was it more of a natural progression? Or was... Did you see, like, oh, I feel like this is where photography is headed. And I want to be a part of that. Um, I saw drones on YouTube. From, I guess you can say, Peter McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Or, like, other YouTubers. And I was like, oh my god. That is amazing. How do they do that? And then they were like, oh, I did it with a drone. 
They're like, you don't have to run out of helicopter. You could just get this, and then mm-hmm. you can do that. Um, I didn't think dro- I don't think drone photography is the future because mm-hmm. there's always gonna be different ways to take photos. Mm-hmm. Um, I got I started doing more drone photography because I actually enjoyed it a little more than photography, mm-hmm. and I was just like. I guess you can say I like the excitement of it because mm-hmm. it does mess with your nerves a little bit until mm-hmm. you actually get used to doing it. And I like taking photos of different things that I've never like seen it from that height or that angle. Mm-hmm. So that's why I got into drone photography. Doing videos, uh, I've never taken videos seriously as... When I was younger, I've always wanted to be, like, that person behind the camera, mm-hmm. behind, like, big movie productions. I wanted to be the person holding the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I never did videos. I never got, like, I never understood it until later on in life. Mm-hmm. And I just started doing videos, what, the last year or two? And I understand more about videos, but I just need to get better at it. Okay. Valid. So, when it comes to doing work um, or shoots for family and friends, like how do you, how do you go about that? Uh, all right, this is this is because it's, it's a slippery slope mm-hmm. for this. Uh, nothing in life is ever free, so I don't do free shoots for certain things. Uh, if you want me to shoot a party, that is not free. That is my time. That is my day. Um, I don't do events for free. I'll do, for family, I'll do, like, photo sessions for free. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to disrespect my time. So, it, this is just for me, like, me personally. Um... If you want a set date, you're paying me for that date because you're booking me for that date. I can be doing something else. I can be recording something else. I can be talking with a future client. I can do a lot of things. So if you want me for a specific date, you have to pay me. If you're not paying me, then that's not happening. Um, if you want photos, it's whenever I feel like it. If you have a problem with that, go hire someone else and they'll take your photos. And that's just like for family and friends in general. Mm -hmm. If you don't like it, what do you want me to do? Because again, it's my time. You have to respect my time. If you don't want to respect my time, then hire someone who will. And then you have them for that date and they'll take your photos. Like... Uh, the the best advice I would give to anybody who's starting off though is when you're first starting to do it just ask your family members to take photos mm-hmm. and then keep doing it and then post their pictures have them post the pictures and then sooner or later your friends your co- your sister's cousin your sister's friend's cousin saw the picture and was like oh you took their picture oh I'll hire you for like this event but 
like oh another thing i would recommend for people to do especially if you're dealing with family and you're doing events for them and you're getting paid Mm -hmm. or you're trying to figure out get a contract people even if they're family will try not to pay you for your time and even if they're family get a contract have them sign it so you both know what you're getting so at the end of the day you both know what you're getting got it um so talk a little about free work how like if they just want to do a shoot then i can book you you said you do for free and then whenever you get around to editing the pictures then that's when you get done so how do you feel about trades to say someone's like oh you give me this photo on this day i can trade you like something else like i can trade you a drawing or i could trade you like you're like you know hype beast you're like oh for this shot i know you really want to say i can get it for you how you feel about that uh i do trades um there's nothing wrong with trades as long as you feel like you're valid Mm -hmm. um i don't really do a lot of trades if that makes sense yeah it's not like it's not like all right if this makes any sense it's not purpose trades like we don't go out of the way for each other and be like, hey, you did this for me. You're going to give me this. Mm-hmm. It's more of like, more of like love for each other, if you get what I'm saying. Because mm-hmm. I'll do something for them. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they'll be like, here, you can have this painting. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, all right, cool. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's, um, uh, I, I hate to, I he comes up a lot Kelvin um I mostly do like let's say I hang out with him or something mm-hmm. and we're working on something I'll take photos mm-hmm. and then I don't tell him to pay me or anything and then like one day he'll just be like yo you can have this and I'm just like oh really cool thanks like I don't mind and like it's things like that and I do that with other people mm-hmm. and like uh, another friend I have, uh, Gus. What do you call it? Uh, there'll be times I'm free and I'm just like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm not doing anything." I'm like, "Yo, you trying to shoot?" And then I'll shoot with him and like he'll be my model or whatever. And then sometimes he'll help me out. He'll give me like, I I I guess you could say shout outs or like he'll help me out mm-hmm. with certain things or like he'll try to buy stuff from me, mm-hmm. things like that. So, like, it's not, like, trades per se, but it's, like, love for each other. So, it's not purposeful trades, but are you open to someone? Yeah, I'm willing open. to that. Yeah, that was one of the questions. Yeah. Like, are you willing to I'm always for open. someone to be like, yo, I need this photo shoot on this day. I don't have cash for you, but I have yeah. this physical thing that I can give you yeah, in return. I'm, I'm always down for oh, that. Okay. All right. So, next thing is, what advice do you have for someone getting into photography slash videography slash, like, drone photography? What advice would you give anyone who's starting out? Besides, gear does not matter. (laughs) I mean, for drone photography, gear literally does not matter. Mm -hmm. The only reason I upgraded to the DJI Mavic Pro is because I wanted a longer battery life. I wanted to be able to do vertical video, but... If I had to choose, if I was able to give those things to the DJI Spark, the Spark would be amazing. 
And like I love the spark because it limited me and it made me a better person to like do video and photos. But advice I would give <coughs> to anyone practice. Practice makes perfect. Just keep doing it. Oh, I know, I know, I know. That's so cliche. But like the more you do it, the more you see, like the more you build up your eye. And then once you build up your eye to like seeing photography, I know this is going to sound weird for someone like you, but when you start doing photography for a while, you start seeing certain things and certain patterns within your eye. And you're just like, yo, that'll be a great photo. Mm -hmm. That'll be a great shot. Let me try this. Next time I come by, I'm going to try this photo. And like, you probably won't notice it, but whenever I go in the subway, I'll just look around and I'll see certain, like, I'll see all the colors and I'm like, okay, this color can go with this color here and then I can have a person pose here or what do you call it? There's this straightaway, like, if I stand in the middle of, like, the platform, there's a straightaway and I can see all the lines, like, leading up to it. So, like, where I want the person to stand in the middle of the photo. So that way, it, like, the focus of the person, like, you would just start seeing everything, like, photo-related. Mm-hmm. So, practice, practice, practice. Just keep doing it. Even when you don't feel like doing it, go out there and do it. Like, always try to find time. Like, if you go to work in the morning, try to take a photo at least once a day. Make one photo, one great photo once a day. And if you ever need more help with, like, your photo stuff, print your photos. Go to, like, Rite Aid or something or, like, Dwayne Reed. Print, like... Oh, all your photos that you took for the day and then you can see which photos are actually good or not like just print them out hang them up on your wall and then you're just gonna look at them and you're gonna be like no this isn't good no this isn't good and then you can like that would help you become a better photographer that makes sense so what do you wish you would have done differently because uh, it, it could be something like, what do you wish you could have done differently the first time you realized that photography is what you want to do? Or what do you wish you could have done differently when you first started getting serious about photography? Um, I wish I had someone who I can talk to. Mm-hmm. That's, right, this is, that's one thing about like not going to photography school and going to photography school is in photography school you have someone who you can talk to who can give you feedback and help you correct your work Mm -hmm. while when you're learning by yourself or learning from youtube there's no one else other than yourself and like a few people online who can give you feedback and like there's difference between like negative feedback and then constructive criticism and sometimes like some people i mean you get people who are rude and then people who aren't but that's like the one of the things I felt like when I was learning it, I didn't have anyone around me to learn with. Mm-hmm. So when I finally got people around me, that's all I would talk about with them. Mm-hmm. And then I just feel if I had someone who was more professional and actually did it longer than I have, I would really enjoy having that and be like, hey, uh, what do you think about this photo? And then they can give me their honest opinion about it instead Mm -hmm. of just like waiting around for so-and-so to give me their opinion 
and hoping for the best. So yeah. I don't know. I just feel like I was very, if it makes sense, alone, mm -hmm. learning how to do photography. And then I wish I had more feedback on it. Because then I would have never taken like really bad photos. And like, I don't know if you've seen them, but. I mean, you probably would have still taken bad photos. But I had someone who would have been like, no, you would probably not see good. grow faster. Yeah. Because I have a couple of selfies that I took by myself. Like, I put my camera on the tripod. Like, I have them hanging in my room, but I'm just like, this is terrible. Why would I hang this up? Because <laughs> in the moment, like, it was great. It was great because I didn't know any better. Like, also, that's another thing. Don't compare yourself to anyone. You are you and you are on your own path. Stop following someone else's footsteps. They got there because they followed their own footsteps and they're figuring things out themselves. Don't feel like you should compare yourself in photography. If you like someone else's work, just like their work. You can love their work, everything about it. Just stop comparing yourself to someone else. Never compare yourself. Unless you're Gerardo. Because he's the GOAT. Those are all the questions I have for you. This was great. It was a great talk. Mm. What? I'm going to get you a thesaurus. <laughs> Isn't it, it wasn't a great talk? I'm going to get you a thesaurus. You know, like you said, we're going to Google synonyms words. for great. Alright, that's fine with me. Amazing, stupendous, excellent. Great. <laughs> Alright, see you guys next week. On another great Chris Talks episode. <laughs> <laughs> If you made it to the end and enjoyed, don't forget to subscribe or follow to be updated when I post a new episode. Post a screenshot if you enjoyed the episode on Instagram. Instagram page is Chris, double underscore talks, or you can like the Facebook page, Chris Talks. Hope you guys enjoy. See you next week.